Okay, so I couldn't think of someone better to bring on other than maybe yes. someone from like Rico, which we wouldn't do, but Darren Slavin's The man most tortured yeah, by broker of record, owner, president, um All cheerleader guy. of uh yeah, Slavin's and Associates. Yes. Um, is here to talk about Tressa. Can we talk about something else besides Tressa? I know. No, I know. But that was the whole point because I feel like you and I have the same perspective on it. And it's not about talking about the details. So first of all, Tressa stands for... Hold on. Okay. Okay, So Tressa's... (laughs) We have so much to say. So Tressa stands for Trusted Real Estate... Services Act. Act. And I just want to preface it by saying that I feel like everything, and hopefully I don't get thrown out of trap for saying this, but or Rika or whoever put it together, um, is far from adding any trust in this. Um, the 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 whole reasoning behind it was to create clarification and visibility and transparency and to create more trust um, amongst the public with real estate agents. And I believe that it's going to do the exact opposite. But any welcome, Darren. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't agree with that statement. Okay. Um, my issue with Tressa is the rollout. Um, Which was started December 1st. Like it came it into came into, Dece- it came into effect 1st. December 1st. And we saw it coming and coming and coming. But when it got here, it was just here. And um, for us, or you mean the public or just in general? No, for us, the public doesn't give two shits. They don't know about it. They don't care about it. Uh, I don't think it's going to have some big public relations desired effect. Uh, I do think there's good things within Tressa. I like a lot of it. My big, my big issue again is the rollout and how we're expected to turn on a dime, and I think they weren't prepared for the changes properly, and they didn't prepare us well enough for the changes. And for you as an agent, you have a team. You got to worry about you and your teammates. I got eighty people to worry about, plus staff, plus have making sure everything in the office is updated for it. I honestly, I got a sinus infection. I want to shoot myself. <laughs> it's like been a horrible Tressa transition. Tressa gave him a sinus infection. Actually, that's not it at all. But it I, did. It did. <laughs> feels like Tressa did it to me. Okay. Tressa was. It was like death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. yeah. Um. So first of all, I disagree with you in the sense that um, I think the public won't give a shit about it. So I believe so. There's there's three components that I that um, I wanted to point out. First of all, the like multiple representation. I don't know if I actually even really agree with it. I don't think that the public's really going or agree or understand it. But I think I think it's almost status quo from a public standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, it all has to be explained anyway. Again, um, in regards to, um, oh my God, what was the second um, piece that changed? Um, but I think that the third one, I'll remember the second one in a second, but the third one that I think will make the biggest splash yeah. is this idea that now as a seller, you can allow your agent to tell everybody what is in an offer. So we all know during COVID, it was insanity and there was like 300 people lined up just to get a 15 minute viewing into a house. It was the only house on the market. And then there was this big auction thing and everybody was really upset, right? And they didn't know what was there and they felt like it was all a scam and no one was telling the truth and all this stuff. So now this is this is where I'm going back to the trusted, like that they're going to create this trusted or they think they're going to create this trusted environment, but it's not so straightforward. 
And it's there's not so, so much ability for it to go very wrong and actually make buyers even more upset. I don't know if I agree with you. Okay. I think it has just as much chance of going wrong. Uh, I don't think mm -hmm. there's additional chance for it to go wrong other than people will really won't know how to behave in the beginning. Um, the concept of now being able to disclose details of offers uh, is an interesting one. In a market like we're in today, I think that's beneficial for a seller. In a hot market where you're dealing with multiple offers, I think a seller would have to be crazy to disclose the details of offers because blind bidding will inevitably end up getting them more money. Now, it's not- Which made everybody upset. Which made buyers upset, yes. but it made sellers very happy. Mm -hmm. And ultimately we represent sellers first. It's our job to get the most amount of money possible for a seller. Right? When we're acting when for the seller. When we're acting for the seller. Correct. Yes. Now, uh, so now, even if the seller decides now to disclose price, buyers have the ability to say, I don't want you to disclose right. my offer. So let's back up. So the so the the new policy is, is that a seller can choose, right? So it's not like, I think that that's where I believe there's going to be confusion is that they're going to hear yep. in a headline by some newspaper to get the clicks that now there's transparency in the bidding process yep. and sellers will disclose. That's not the case. There is Correct. now the opportunity to say to sellers, and I think buyers will be upset when they find out that's the case. So that's one which I guess would be the media's fault, but whatever. I'm throwing them under the bus before they've done anything. But And then two is, so they get there and the seller is like, um, okay, I'm going to sign a directive that says that I'm not, I'm going to disclose. Okay. Okay. And like you said, um, all of a sudden, and listen, as good as we are at our job, sometimes we don't, we can't always predict whether there's going to be, you know, as much volume and act activity in, in every single sale. So now we get to situation and now they've got three offers on the table out of nowhere. Yeah. And they go, I changed my mind. Right. I'm the buyer. And I'm like, seriously? Yeah, but really, uh, how much does it affect you as a buyer? If anything, it, it may mess up the agent a little bit. But as a buyer, I don't think it really is going to affect you all that much. And I don't think it'll happen all that often. Okay. so But I'm we'll see. It's going to depend on the type of market we're in. I think the biggest changes with Tressa are, one, self-represented parties. That was it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and dealing with, um, you know, we used to have a thing called customer or customer service, right? And I hated that. It never made any customer service never made any sense to me. So I'm going to back up because a lot of people may not know this. So if you haven't bought and sold in a long time, you can have everyone just thinks you have your agent, right? So you can have your agent represent you as a client, which means you are giving them full responsibility to act and negotiate on your behalf and represent your needs, okay, and your goals. Or you can act as your their customer, in which we really have an administrative role. Yeah, we right? can't give any advice. Advice. We can't discuss strategy. We can't discuss anything about the seller. All we can do is fill out paperwork for you. Right. They're just like, I'm going to negotiate. I'm going to tell you what to do. I just want you to fill out the paperwork. This is how much I want. This is what you go back in. And I believe there's probably people who did that. For sure. I mean, I've done it. I don't love, I've never loved multiple representation. I mean, multiple representation is basically out. Like it's not legal in Vancouver anymore, is it? Like in BC? Yes, there's some districts, but it's still legal in Toronto. Right. And they're usually, but you know what? I, I would... I know you will probably disagree with me. I don't love it. And I actually wish that yeah, on some no. level that it was gone. I actually think what they've done 
it's made multiple rep- representation much more palatable. I'm not as uncomfortable with it as I was before. Oh, really? Yep. I think designated representation is a fantastic thing. Because now it's just decided? like and- Yeah. So it used to be that the only thing that really existed was the brokerage. So if you were acting for two people on a transaction within the brokerage, it was technically multiple representation. Right. Um, now that's not the case. Now we have designated representation. So the agent does matter. And now you and I can both represent two different people for the same property. And those lines don't get blurred. So it's much clearer. It's, there's much less chance for problems this way. Uh, I'm much happier with this version. I also never under, I mean, I guess on some level, the different brokerages, you know, work differently. But I, as two agents who don't work together, not on the same team and being considered multiple representation, never felt good, like right to me, because at the end of the day, I should not be just just because we're in the same brokerage. And yes, the contract you sign is not with Rachel Levy, but with Slavens and Associates. So on paper and contractually and legally, I get that. But in actual like execution, I'm not talking to another agent about my clients like yeah, sensitive but... information. I'm not sure, but it does happen. Like someone right, could I'm... say something at a sales meeting, or you're walking past their office and you hear right, fair. what There's offers have come in, right. or you know the agent, you go out for coffee, they let something slip, whatever right. the case may be. Which could also happen in other agents. Sure. But anyway, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, that, no, and that's a good point. And I've done customer and, service. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to interrupt. Self-represented party to me is also fantastic because we don't have to do anything for them anymore. Well, there's Someone a clean that, line. Yeah. yeah, there's a clean line. Okay, you want to represent yourself? Fine. You're on your own. I don't have to do anything for them. No. Which right. is great right. because there used to be circumstances where people would expect you to do work for them and not get paid. And that was a big waste of time. Even though you're doing your best for your seller, now they can represent themselves. There's no increased um, liability on our part. We have no responsibility to them. It's much cleaner. Yeah, the li- I agree with you. The liability. So I was going to say like in my early days, I would I would do that for free. If I had like a really tough like listing that hadn't sold and you got someone come in and they were like, okay, we need you to do it. Well, you did it for free to get it done because the client needed to sell their house, but you're also doing all the paperwork, the liabilities there. Yeah. You're in there for the home inspection. Um, and not to say that I'm not happy to go that extra mile for a, a seller. It's not the point, but I agree with you that there is a clean line. Right. And and once it's Multiple explained to it's them, hard. once it's explained to them, I think far fewer people will be will choose self-represented. They will want someone acting in their best interest. Well, it's actually uh, also a really interesting. Like I'm after this, I'm going to do a podcast about debate about whether there is value in this whole idea of like buyers agents and whether they're going, you know, out the window and that there is. A, and I think that the self represented parties will understand yeah. once we are told, okay, great, that's what you're doing, wonderful. Let us know what your next steps are. Call us when you're ready. They're going to understand all of the. If you're a good agent. And I think we only have good agents. That's like, it. but if you're a good agent, I think buyer. By I think yes. buyer representation is the most important part of real estate. I think we have the most opportunity to protect people. We have the most opportunity to to do good for people. I love buyer representation. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it's going you. anywhere. No, I think listen, 
like you said, when done properly, yeah. I think the chat, obviously the challenge also is, is that the seller pays the commission and they don't see the hard work that's on yes. the other side. Yeah. That is and the usually challenge. the buyer's agent makes more than the listing agent, which is crazy. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, it also depends. Yes. <laughs> it really also depends. It does for sure. Um, but to go back to like the, the transparency and the offers, I, I know that you think it's going to, it's not going to necessarily affect that buyer so much. But we also know that most of this business is done with emotions. Yeah. It's a psychological business. Yeah. You know, we see markets crash over psychological things, not about economies almost to, to yeah. at some times. Um, and so to me, I can see going into offers with buyers who, yeah, really want this home. And the seller says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell everybody what, you know, the offers are. And then they find out they are. Right. And they're going to feel taken advantage of. They're going to feel like it's against them and they didn't know ahead of time. So we'll, we'll have to do a better job explaining the possibilities at the beginning of the process. Percent. And again, I, I go back, going back to like good and bad is, is um, if you don't manage your client's expectations and you don't say, listen, the seller says they're not going to, to tell everybody what the offers are, but they have the right to change that at they any could. time. But yeah. I mean, how Surprise. many horror stories do you hear about people who have these agents who didn't tell them this and didn't tell sure. them that? And you've got people and then they're like, screw you, yeah. you know? Now, on the other hand, what you also should know is that buyers will have the right to submit an offer and it can say, I think, yeah. We've created a clause actually about that to say that if, you if change the, the seller situation, were to change their yeah. minds, your offer is null and void. Yeah, or you don't it's reduced by ten percent, or it's reduced, or it's oh, revoked. Oh, that's another or... interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. you could do and, anything. And also, like the question. Listen, and we talked about this. The reality is, that if you really want that house, are you going to? You know, are you really going to say, no, I'm taking it out because you're showing, you know, right. the offer? The, the only reason I can see for a seller changing their mind and switching from hiding it to revealing it is because they're not getting as much money as they hoped. Totally. For sure. And if you've got a great offer in hand, you're happy So they to. want to be able to go to the next best buyer and say, just give me 50 grand and the place is yours. Give me 10,000 and the place is you yours. You know where I see it? Like I had a, a an offer uh, bidding war a couple of years ago in the height of the market. And it came down. I swear to God, these were my words. I said to the agent, I was like, listen, I just want to hear from you. You're saying you're not moving forward. Do whatever you want for your, I just, I like, I'm telling you. Like tomorrow when your client calls you, like you're good. And he's yeah. like, yeah, it was a thousand dollars. It's the worst. The worst. Yeah. And I actually, this is the, these are the words I use my clients. I go, listen, my advice to you at this point, when you're like at that 11th hour, I'm like, what's the number that if it sells for a hundred dollars yeah, more that you're going to see? You'll be again? okay. You'll, you'll be, be okay. okay right. Like you'll know. And yeah. They never are. They never but... are. No, no, no. For sure. Yeah. But on that note, I, and and just because we're talking about it, in the height of COVID when everyone was screaming for visibility and they were saying they should bring in the way they do it in Australia. So for all of you who Ugh. don't know what goes on, exactly. So what if you don't know what goes on in Australia, it's actually like, do they actually do it in person? I don't know how they yeah. did it in COVID, but it's like in person, you show up and it's you show up war. in the house. It's like a free for all and it's an auction house. Like you're putting your hand, can you imagine the it emotion? Failed, it failed miserably here. 
they've there's companies that have tried it yes. didn't work no yeah, didn't i remember work. a couple of them during covid tried to start it and it didn't go anywhere yeah. I mean, first of all, I think as Canadians, we're like, there's no way. Too polite. There's no way. Canadians won't even lowball properties. It's, you should do a, a podcast on that. Ooh. It's like pulling I wonder who teeth, I would have on to talk about that. Trying to get that. people to offer lower. Well, you oh, know, God, I have them. a property right now where I, I have no problem with yeah, it. Bring, <laughs> oh, God, I wish I had all. the opposite. Yeah. But I, I would say it was really interesting to hear people think that was going to be a better idea. Like, I think that everyone thinks like it's greener on the other side. And I get, I remember in the height of COVID also like being on, I had so many listings. I was so humbled, but I hated being on that side too. You watched all these agents and they, you know, they're sending in letters and they're showing up and you know, and you're like, in the days of presenting offers, I used to go in and I'd say, I always had the same line. I'd say, they're wonderful people. On Saturdays and Sundays, they feed the homeless. <laughs> I, like, I would just, I loved presenting offers. I loved when we used to do that in person. They've got, um, they, there's like a, there's a great parody about that going on in social. But no, I mean, I always said, I love when clients are like, should I write a letter? And I'm like... If you want, absolutely. But I'm just letting you know it's coming down to dollars yeah. and cents. You know, yeah. although I have seen in my career, I have seen people take less money because of letters, because of other personal circumstances. Yes, I, I saw. Have seen it. I saw a client take ten thousand. Was it ten? Ten or fifteen thousand dollars less. Um, because the agent showed up with a deposit check and the other one oh, didn't. Oh, well, that makes sense. Like a thousand times. And that agent the next day called me and lost his mind. And I'm like, yeah, I saw a woman my take, fault, I my saw, friends. I had 14 offers on a property. And this was like way back in the heyday. It was in Bathurst Manor. 14 offers. And What's the eight, heyday? Like this, 2021 or like no, we're going no, back no. like we're going in like the 80s. <laughs> 2011, 2012, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 14 offers. Yeah. One offer was from my office. Okay. He came in, he presented the offer. Um, and our client was like an 85, 90 year old woman and she recognized him. He was in his 70s. Um, she was on the boat over from Europe Stop with his it. parents and him as a little baby. And uh, because of that, she chose his offer, $150,000 less with 14 offers. They wanted to send me to Rico. They wanted to send me to this, that. Like, I chose my own agent, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't. She wanted him to get the house because of the connection. She oh didn't need God, the money. That but that was impossible story. to explain. Put me in the worst position as an owner. What a beautiful story, Great though. story. Yep, great story. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, there are, you know, I always say there's there are unicorns. There are. There's yeah. no there's no I've question. I've seen letters get properties. I've seen letters get properties. Yeah, I've never seen letters get properties. But I've, yeah, deposit check, yes. Or if you just have like a really bad agent or they feel like they're just being bullied, they're not interested. But yeah, the Australian version of like, I, I just can't imagine you're standing there and the next thing you know, you won and you just went like $250,000 over because you just wanted to beat that person who was yeah. giving you a side eye. Yeah. Like, by the way, that's something I would do. <laughs> I'm so competitive, I would want to win. Just beat their And then ass. my husband would be shaking me going, put your paddle down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, okay, so December 1st, it came into effect. And I guess the only other thing to warn the public, and I only say warn just because, like, I'm so embarrassed to have to send it to clients, is... The info sheet? Well, it'd be okay if it was a sheet. Yes. It used to the be a sheet. Bible. So the info Bible about the self-represented um, individual buyer. Yeah. 
which is a big change and a big deal. And as Darren talked about, definitely um, has a lot of benefits, but it's 14 pages. Oh, you're better than me. I don't remember how many pages. No, it's no, it's it's so, it's, it's, it's long. A, it's a booklet. It's um, a booklet. It's a booklet, and you, as a buyer, will need to um, sign, read it, and sign it. Yeah. For every single. It'll be interesting to see if people actually do read it, um, but you know, hopefully they will. It's it's actually, aside from its length, it's not a bad document. I think the length was the issue. Yes. Yeah. If there was a way they could figure out to shorten it, it no, would be better. No, I just like, it's already but, our but business has so much paperwork. It's, it's in all honesty, it starts the relationship off correctly. It, uh, it lets our clients know literally exactly what to expect from us. And I think that's a good thing because I, I think there's a lot of bad agents out there that do a lot of business. And I think consumers will now realize what they're getting. Um, and that'll just be good for better agents. Yeah. Let's hope it changes the business. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Darren. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. My pleasure. Feel better. Sorry, I'm a, yeah, sorry. Feel better. I will. I will. Uh, but... It's an infection, so you're safe. <laughs> um, I mean, you know me. I, you could have COVID. I wouldn't care. Yeah. But yeah, you're never getting COVID. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never had it. Yeah, you've never had I've it. I've never had it. Anyway, on that note, I wish everybody happy holidays. I hope you don't get COVID either. <laughs> Adios. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.